1: again like it seems like every day <laughs> I telling my cousin I'm starting to feel like um job Oh not job mm-hmm. oh. But it's all right. It's all good. It's I'm all in good. my Yeah. Are you in your soft pants? I am in the equivalent of my soft pants. Okay. I'm in my soft Okay. Um, uh, yep. Very good. Very
2: good. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. It's rough. <sighs> so, yeah. um, mm-hmm. hello, this is... Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh... We forget to introduce ourselves on a regular basis. I'm Andrea.
1: I'm Kristen. And this yeah. is. Wait, tell me everything. Yep. Yeah. Or as it starts off, the. Wah, wah, show.
2: Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> lately we've been very sleepy and tired. And today, uh, Kristen has had an especially taxing day.
1: I have had a taxing day. It's been I'm so, so taxing. sorry. Yeah, but it's fine. Whatever.
2: I mean you got through it. You have landed at the end
1: of the day. I did again. Like I'm in my soft dress, in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, it's all good. Have my water here. Very oh, good. I successfully tried not to yawn. Um Oh my goodness here. <laughs> um I kinda woke up. The the funny thing is, like, I woke up all like, woo, I feel great this morning. I have Uh, lots of energy, which has not been the case for, like, the past two weeks. Like, uh I have been, you know, suffering from fatigue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, like, totally, like, woo, yeah, like, walking on sunshine. Like, But isn't that always the
2: way? I feel like those days are always, like, set up for just one disaster after
1: another. (laughs) Like... And you would think I would know better, but I uh... don't, because it keeps happening. I was like, "Yep, can't be too happy."
2: <laughs> oh my <laughs> <That's> word! Horrible. <laughs> but uh... that's
1: life. All right, what's going on in the news?
2: Um, yes. Um, get to the newsworthy. Um, just a disclaimer for our listening audience. Uh, my garage door electricity situation is just janky. So I am still in my car, but not in the garage. I am out in the open. And so I am hoping that I've picked a quiet area that will not affect too much in terms of background sounds No, someone's alarm is
1: gonna go off a yes tow truck one... <laughs> is gonna come, there's gonna be a fire engine yes like a the tank Glock, yeah like anything you can think of any number of things are gonna happen
2: there's gonna be ambulances and fire trucks i i just know it but mm-hmm. um so yeah so if any of that happens you know that
1: it's um my my doing. Uh, or I, I can just... say it's a new part of our like background noise <laughs> soundtrack that we're trying to implement. Like hopefully it'll all like coincide with whatever you're talking about in your story. Yeah. Like, well, how they have great effects.
2: Yeah, well you know, the, and if there's any police sirens now would be a good time because this first story is um, very, uh, very much uh, crime related. Hmm. Yes, yes. I have I'm actually excited about both my stories in different ways today. Okay, So awesome. So our first story actually comes out of Canada, our neighbors to the north. Okay. What the they head- do. Man, I mean, you know, it's, they're busy because um, it looks like um, a police probe of an alleged serial killer whose name is Bruce MacArthur turned up remains of six people. And mm. more charges are expected. So this is happening in Toronto, um, and the homicide detective, the homicide detective sergeant Hank Idzinga, is the um, in charge of this investigation. Mm-hmm. And um, the, again, the guys, uh, the the alleged serial killer, his name is Bruce MacArthur, mm-hmm. and. Um, They've identified at least one set of skeletal remains belonging to a, a gentleman named Andrew Kinsman, uh, but investigators are also still working to determine who the other alleged victims are. So there's other remains that haven't been identified. So yet. how
1: long has this been going on?
2: Well, some um, it looks like for a few years now, and so... Um, because there's other remains that haven't yet been identified, again, they're estimating at least six, and they may, they're may they guessing maybe as many as ten that they know of. So MacArthur is 66 years old, mm-hmm. and he was initially charged with the first-degree murder of the, the one that's been a kinsman who was involved in a sexual relationship with him. And mm-hmm. another, t- ma- another man, Salim Essen, 44 years old, Both of those charges were brought against him back in January 18th, so just about a month ago. Then 11 days later, they charged him with the first-degree murder of Mahid Kaihan, 58 Mm -hmm. years old, Sarushma Sarushma Moody, 50 years old, and Dean Lissowick, 47 years old. And all of those men, with the exception of Mahmoudi, had been missing from Toronto's gay village since as early as 2012. So, wow! In terms of the current what they know, six years worth. But obviously, he's sixty-six years old, and I don't think he just woke up one day when he was sixty and started killing people.
1: Right. Like, they, oh my God, this could be like a massive, massive thing. Right. Right. So, um,
2: the alleged murders. Uh, they know that they, the alleged murders took place in more than one location,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: um, right now they're searching the uh, the address at 50, 53 Mallory Crescent, and MacArthur mowed the lawn at this address in exchange for being able to use the homeowner's garage to store his landscaping equipment. He also kept several planters on the property before selling them to customers. About 15 planters have been confiscated from homes across the greater Toronto area, linked to MacArthur's landscaping work. And Itzinga said police are still looking to speak to anyone who hired him in the past. So basically, these remains were found in planters. planters? Yes. Uh, gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Forensic anthropologists have begun digging into the planters, taken from other homes um, to find additional remains. So there's, they're basically they're they're trying to retrace his steps and all the places he's worked in order because they're like this you know, they don't have they really don't know how widespread this could be. Ugh. So it says wearing white coveralls, some investigators were seen leaving the Mallory Crescent address Thursday carrying boxes of evidence.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. Um, the search inside the home and the garage is complete now and it's um but after more than two weeks, uh, police are far from done with the property. They apparently, they've set up a, this big tent in the backyard um, about a week ago, and they're using some technology to try to thaw the frozen soil. Because, again, we're talking about Canada in the winter here. So they want to dig up this backyard, but the, you know, the ground is frozen solid. Mm. So they're using this like penetrating radar that's supposed to send a sound wave that helps them identify what part of the soil has been disturbed so that they know where to dig.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So they're, they're not done with this one property where they know that he was keeping his, you know, his, his landscaping equipment, Mm -hmm. and where they've already found a few of the remains there. Um, So they're, you know, they're not leaving until they've checked every inch of this place. Um, so that, that's actually that part of that started today and it's going to continue tomorrow. So this is a fresh investigation that's taking place um, with you know the charges that have already been laid over the last few weeks and additional charges that should be coming out probably soon as soon as they make some more identifications. Um, and so um, as um, the digging begins, it says there are plans to continue to increase the scope of the investigation. They've identified a second potential excavation site, uh, but at Singa, the detective would not say where. And then Toronto police have been in contact with other forces across Ontario and a few overseas agencies to investigate whether they can link MacArthur, who worked as a traveling salesman in the 1990s. God, no. Yes. If they can link him to any cold cases, Um, you know, that are just sitting there, you know, unsolved or whatever. So, um, the last quote from the detective says, we're definitely going to look at his past and take a look at where he's been. And if we can link any outstanding homicides or missing persons to him, then we'll pursue that when we get there. So that's just crazy. Um, and they said the way that the skeletal remains are, they they use what they call an osteobiography, a bone mm-hmm. biography that allows the team to determine the gender, or the approximate age of an individual, and then um, from there they can, you know, try to um, use DNA as well um, to help provide matches for these remains that they're finding. So yeah. Toronto has a alleged captured serial killer mm. and um that is just some scary stuff i feel like you know we don't see that many serial killers in the news anymore like you mm-hmm. know like, through the you know s- 60s and 70s it was like the the, the niche kind of <laughs> yeah they were everywhere <laughs> they were everywhere and now it's um a little less but i mean you know if this again if this guy's 66 he's He's been doing this for a while and obviously getting away with it and what a, I was just like the whole he's a landscaper, you know, and so what a like that's one of like it's almost a perfect murder kind of a thing you know obviously he's gotten caught but um
1: but after probably thirty years,
2: yeah, I mean, and he he was a traveling salesman in the nineties like that's just scary mm-hmm. um that he's um you know, who knows the scope of this um, and how many, uh, you know, co- like they said, like cold case murders are out there um, that he could probably be linked to. Uh, and I, you know, and uh, at this point, they didn't, none of, any, none of the articles that I looked at had anything with regard to motive. So, you know, they said that he had a sexual relationship with the one gentleman, Andrew Kinsman, but there was no mention of, like, was that the case with all all the rest of the men Mm -hmm. that they've identified so far? Or, you know, is, you know, and is he, you know, is it some kind of, like, anti-gay thing? Or is it that, you know, he just kills his lovers? Or, you know, like, (laughs) it's not, there's no indication of, like, what the deal is, you know? Mm. So, crazy town, right?
1: Oh my gosh, scary. Okay.
2: So scary. All right. So I started with the heavier one. Um, my other news piece is totally opposite and so super exciting. Um, I'm sure you saw um, the Starman get launched into space. Did you see this? Elon Musk and his Tesla? I did not. Oh my word. You have got to see this stuff. It is so cool. Okay. So out of Tuesday, out of Cape Canaveral, Florida, um, the uh, successful launch of the Falcon Heavy, the world's most powerful rocket, stunned spectators, including the man who invented it, our very own Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's basically him and his, you know, his company, SpaceX, making history um, the Falcon Heavy now joins the club historically reserved for the U.S. government, because um, obviously this is uh, was the first like private. Yeah. A commercial company um, to be able to launch um, at the Kennedy Space Center. And so there was just, you know, it was a huge fanfare, huge scene, um, very reminiscent of the space shuttle flight days, you know, at that. And it was that exact same launch pad, launch pad that the space shuttle use um okay. space shuttles have flights have used um the falcon heavy 27 engines ignited with a roar and the rocket shot up into the sky buoyed by a golden tail of fire and it was really cool i watched the video and it was i mean i wasn't even watching it live like i just you know watched the replay of the launch and everything and i was like this is actually very exciting i you know <laughs> this, you know even though it wasn't, um, you know, something that I was like present, like it was the video mm-hmm. itself. And um, he gave, uh, Musk gave a uh, press conference uh, immediately, f- or, you know, right after the launch, you know, everything on Tuesday night, which is rare for him. He rarely talks to a room full of reporters. and it, But it was kind of a victory lap because there were definitely a lot of naysayers going into this who... Um, had you know had felt like um, this whole thing was gonna end up in flames, like literally, you know.
1: I mean, like, why? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that you know people who are who work in like an Elon Musk would not have the capability and the funds to do this exactly <laughs> what he sets out to do, right? <laughs> like that, uh, yeah, I don't... yeah.
2: But even he said he kind of had his misgivings. So basically, he um, he at the press conference. I mean, and what it was is it's uh, it, when you watch it, it's the rocket itself that has two boosters on the side, so that you know help get it out into space, and um, and then what um, and there's this. It's a cherry red Tesla convertible with this mannequin. <laughs> It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, the cool factor of it was so like it was just like peak... yeah, that's
1: private industry yeah, versus yeah. government. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was like it was like peak coolness, like peak swag in space. <laughs> like it was, and so if you when you look it up, you'll see there's all these um, because for the first several hours that it was um, still you know in the Earth's orbit it sent back all these live photos. Um, you know, they had a camera that was set up, several cameras that were set up to take pictures of, of it as like with the Earth in the background. Like it is mind-blowing. Like you're watching it and thinking like, you know, this can't be real, and yet like this is actually happening. The mannequin that was wearing the SpaceX spacesuit that's sitting in the driver's seat of the Tesla um, took three years to design just the mannequin took three years to design uh, um so out comes elon musk in, for this uh press conference wearing like a plain black t-shirt he's like the most unassuming
1: billionaire on the planet as billionaires are
2: as billionaires are that's why they keep all their money because they're mm-hmm. not spending it you know they're not spending a hundred dollars on a t-shirt
1: yeah um <laughs> that t t-shirt sure might cost $100 though but it, it,
2: it might now but <laughs> that's not how he got there um and he you know one of the things he says is like yeah you know it, he any i watched i watched the space um i watched the space conference i watched the press conference the space conference the space conference it was a, it was a, it was a press conference about space <laughs> and he said you know he looked almost like i you know like he was still definitely glowing from the fact that like everything had gone so well you know and that just sort of high you know and he said it seems surreal to me i had this image of just a giant explosion on the pad i didn't really think this would work (laughs) um so even he was sort of like you know keeping his fingers crossed like you know everything should work and we've Mm -hmm. done obviously you run all the calculations you spend all this money you you know hire the, the best and the brightest and you know the most you know amazing like engineers and navigation experts and all these things but you know things can still go wrong you know yeah um, that
1: is a cool picture I just looked it up.
2: Did you yeah and there's several of them. I mean it's just there's some video too where like there's a compilation of all the pictures. It's it's badass. Like it's just badass. Um so um the um the part of the rocket that carried the Tesla made it into orbit. And like I said, broadcast live views of earth against the star spec void. Um, and it, and he even said like, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. Like, which is true. Like it's so like, yeah, this has to be like, it's so like perfect and pristine that it, that it looks like manufactured, but yet, you know that it mm-hmm. is isn't. Um, uh, and then, um, so and actually it overshot where it was supposed to go, because the idea was that it's this, you know, the, I mean, this is basically belongs to space now. Like it's it's, it's going to be like the fanciest little bit of space junk out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was supposed to um, orbit um, in between Earth and Mars. Uh, but the car seems to have traveled much farther and it's actually landed in the orbit. Um, between Mars and Jupiter Um, so (laughs) it's just it's out there and it's just gonna you know orbit around space Um, so the other really cool thing that you'll um, you'll see when you search for the the video of it all Mm -hmm. is that the two boosters that were on this on either side of the Falcon Heavy that's um, that successfully detached Mm -hmm. they returned to Earth and it is like something out of a straight up future sci fi thing. They return like just they return to Earth almost like like if you played the film backwards and they land back exactly where they left from. Really? And, yes. Like they touch down and they're almost in unison when they touch down, and and they just like they come right back to where they left, and they're like boop, and they're like we're back. <laughs> crazy I was it was crazy because when I watched it I was like is this like a like why are they playing this backwards like wait and then I was like no that's not right because when they left they had the falcon heavy with them and now that they're back they're the two of them by themselves mm-hmm. they're just literally landing back like you know perpendicular to the earth like it's not like they just land and fall they like land and stand in the spot it was and th- these are 16 story tall boosters hmm it was mind-blowing the whole thing i was just like yeah this is why i'm not an engineer because i i don't understand i i don't even i couldn't even begin how to to know how to understand any of this
1: um so the only thing go ahead i was gonna say like so what kind of like permission did he have to get to do this that you know there's no reference to that um
2: you know obviously he's he's at cape canaveral out of the space station so there's a clear like working alongside government agencies but there's no mention of nasa or anything um with with nasa (laughs) nasa i was like are you (laughs) well the bahamas is involved in this you know there's no mention of the bahamas um, but I thought that there really should be because it seems like they, the islands should be involved. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gosh. I was like, dang it.
2: Okay, NASA. Um, yeah, there's no mention <laughs> of NASA. <laughs> and um, So th- and there's no mention of that in the article. Like it's, the article is really just like a celebration of everything that happened and there was no like real like this is everything that led up to it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 that's a very good question. Um, but so the exciting thing too, is just sort of what this means for ongoing things because it, the fact that this went off and it went off successfully, um, speaks towards the future of SpaceX and what they want to do. So, um, Musk says that the focus and the resources are now going to be on the BFR. This is my favorite thing. The BFR, the B stands for big, and the R stands for rocket. And, well, you can guess what the F stands for. <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is going to be, like, the F word show because there's a lot of it in one of my stories. Oh, my. Okay. But, I'm, you know, I've yeah. kind of left that out, but it's yeah, mentioned okay. a lot. Okay, go on. Yeah, so
2: the BFR um, is uh, the next – big thing that he's working on um it's basically an even bigger rocket than the falcon heavy mm-hmm. and musk hopes that the bfr will someday transport travelers from major cities to to other major cities super fast like from new york to shanghai in 39 minutes oh that would be amazing
1: oh my gosh i was not like... that i can afford it until like 50 years from now but still that'll be amazing. Still,
2: that's uh... awesome and then you know, also be able to carry astronauts to low Earth orbit, and then of course, ultimately, the big dream is to someday, someday take humans to yeah to the moon and also to Mars. So, um, so that's you know, so but again, the fact that this this launch worked and went off successfully. Oh, like what I was saying is the only thing that didn't go right is that the core came barreling back to Earth and it just missed its target. It was supposed to land on a drone ship in the Atlantic Ocean and apparently it, like, overshot it by a little bit. So... the
1: thing is, like, that happens a lot, even with, like, you know, astronauts coming back from, like, the International Space Station. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a whole thing about how there's usually you know they are not quite sure where they're going to land like uh-huh. there's a certain like estimated like you know based on trajectory where they'll land but like they have to do like search and find missions a lot of time for them cuz they don't know some you know they're they don't land where they're supposed to
2: right yeah no so yeah definitely, so that's, yeah so i mean and like i said the, everything else went so incredibly perfectly mm-hmm. and smoothly that that was sort of like a yeah okay that didn't that, you know it yeah, wasn't a big fine. deal no. um, so he wants to use the BFR to send two paying customers on a trip around the moon which he announced that last year um,
1: and um, so I can he's... think of someone who should go
2: <laughs> I can think of one person who needs to go on a long trip around the moon mm-hmm. and he's kind of a has a little orangey hue to him
0: hmm
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't go. What
2: episode? Oh my god! Gosh. Here, but go. Well, on. actually, he's coming up next in the story because he actually did the decent thing for once.
1: No, oh, okay, go
2: on. Um, and um, he's uh, so, it, you know, every there's um, there's a ton of just uh, speculation about how far Musk can go with all of this, um, but everything again is slanted super positive right now and Mm -hmm. their um spacex is also working on developing a space transportation system that nasa nasa will (laughs) (laughs) why can't i say nasa NASA, Um, no you need a vacation friend i do i do oh my gosh i need a vacation okay Okay. Um, they're working on transportation transportation system that NASA will use to send astronauts to the international space Station so there's some some collaboration there mm-hmm. um, and that's also one of you know that's a top priority for musk NASA expects the first uncrewed test flights by SpaceX and Boeing, which is developing its own system to occur later this year okay. uh, so yeah there's it's um you know, there's a considerable amount of work to do. There's still some, you know, working with U.S. government accountability offices in terms of meeting safety standards and all of that. Like, that's that's still like moving forward, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: especially, obviously, when you start talking about putting actual people in something. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, Trump tweeted his congratulations on the launch Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very appropriate use of his Twitter account, I, I think I just want to, I want to give positive reinforcement hmm. when um, Twitter is used uh, appropriately. So do. he says, "Congratulations at Elon Musk and at SpaceX on the successful hashtag Falcon Heavy launch. Th- this achievement, along with at NASA's commercial and international partners, continues to show American ingenuity at its best." He didn't write that. I know. Dang it.
1: And so, when you got to ingenuity, I'm like, nope. Nope. Because he doesn't use words like this.
2: I know. Those are big, big Those... sixth, grade, sixth grade words.
1: Big words.
2: Word. <laughs> <laughs> so, to which Elon Musk replied, thank you on behalf of SpaceX. An exciting future lies ahead. Um so the end of this article basically says the Tesla's batteries are expected to die after about 12 hours but the car will coast through the solar system for perhaps hundreds of millions of years. Mm-hmm. It will be by definition space junk, a very good-looking and mm-hmm. out-of-place piece of <laughs> space junk. Um so how cool is that though? I mean and the, like I said the pictures are astounding. Like they it's it's truly Beautiful. Um,
1: is, yeah, it's so cool.
2: So cool. And apparently, uh, and I've had, because I've been reading this, read this article and kind of gone over it and been looking at the pictures and the video and everything, I've had Major Tom in my head all day long. <laughs> uh, because apparently they that. They played David Bowie as it was launching. So how cool Aww. is that? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, shed a tear. Um, so... Yeah, so that's uh, those are my two newsworthy pieces, two totally opposite.
1: Stuff. I mean, I,
2: they could I, not I, be more different stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, so exciting. The future is, is now, Kristen. The future is now. Um, mm-hmm. just waiting for flying cars, like, I, I was promised <sighs> flying cars by now. Did you see that video? I think it's just a prototype video of the Honda hover cars, which are very, Mm -hmm. those are, that's, I was like, now that's super cool. They look like a giant, like, kind of sideways donut, but. I could have used one of those today. um, You would have had a lot better day (laughs) if your car, (laughs) if your car was hovering and not actually on the road, you, my friend, would have had a completely different, thursday i would have had a much better
1: thursday but man say lovey whatever okay so the viral thing this uh-huh. so apparently there was a big um kind of sporting event that happened oh on sunday cool. really um yeah like i was um I have very good friends here who are from Boston, and Uh, so they are a Patriots household, and so they were all dressed up in Patriots gear, and I was basically, again, going to just see the Justin Timberlake concert, (laughs) and, like, just hang out with the babies, which I love, you know, to do, Uh and I'm a good sport. I brought over Patriots Cupcakes. Because the Publix had um, Patriots cup- cupcakes with little, like, Patriots, little, like, um, you know, kind of cake decorating things. And, okay, the shade was that the Eagles cupcakes just had, like, green sprinkles on them. And I was like, so could we not spring for equally, like... Decorative, like little, you know, eagles, you know, helmets to put in the cupcake. Right. Or I was like, did y'all just have those um, Patriots things left over from last year? Like, I what? mean, and <laughs> I would
2: think, I'm sorry, but I would think anybody in Atlanta would want to pull shade onto the Patriots cupcakes and not the Eagles cupcakes. I just of-
1: feel that. I was I like, mean, I just came to the conclusion that they just still had those helmets left over from last year. Okay, and but did they didn't forget? bother ordering the <laughs> for the Eagles. I have
2: no idea. But I don't understand. So no I would think, I mean, Atlanta in particular. like Right, after if last there was, year. If there was another city, that, if there was any other city outside of Philadelphia that was rooting for the Eagles. Uh, Atlanta right. was was that city.
1: Yeah, right.
2: Because it's like, never forget. So, um, never forget.
1: So, that wasn't so that was, you know, big for a lot of people. And it was kind of interesting too because, as you know, a lot of people are still boycotting the NFL. I always said, um, me boycotting the NFL means nothing because I don't watch football. Uh-huh. The only day I watch football really. Is a Super Bowl and watching is a strong word because I'm usually socializing, having an adult <laughs> beverage, yes, or doing something. I told someone, like, my very favorite, um, Super Bowl party was when we went over to meet you, were was with you, a mutual friend's house, and it was just like all ladies and we had gumbo and there was talking. I think you were annoyed because no one was watching the game but you, but, um. <laughs> I think that was the year that the Harborough um, brothers played each other. It was the 49ers and whatever the other one. Whatever. I don't know. See? I don't remember. I don't know the 49ers. Before.
2: I don't remember this party. You don't she remember? Was there? I don't want to oh, say her name. Oh,
1: Lord. It makes it really hard when we don't use names. I know. But I don't want to say her name. But I'll tell you later. But anyway. Oh, but yeah. Goodness.
2: Anyway. We were was it your Paul. friend or my friend?
1: Mutual friend. Someone from church. From New Orleans. Oh, Gumba. was it the
2: one where Beyonce was the Beyonce was the halftime show?
1: Beyonce's been the halftime show more than once, though. I can't. No, remember. I
2: know, but not that, not the most recent one. The one before that.
1: Maybe so. I can't remember. Anyway, this is not my viral thing, but it's getting oh, okay, okay. The point fine. is, so no, but I'm just saying this is going on too long, but. Okay, so that, that big game was going on, but someone decided to make a big announcement via all of their social media um, platforms. So, Kylie Jenner uh-huh. of the Kardashians, she's <laughs> uh-huh. okay. I mean, not a Kardashian, but uh, she is a Jenner, um, she announced. The birth of her baby girl with Travis Scott on Super Bowl Sunday. And so the baby was born on the first, but she announced Super Bowl on um, Sunday. Um, the thing is, like, you know, she's 20 years old. She never confirmed her preg- pregnancy and right. it was pretty much off the grid the entire time, which for um, someone in that family is super yeah. rare. And for her in particular, because, like, that's kind of, like, she's, think of Instagram, social media, like, that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And so, it was very, you know, rare, you know, for her to kind of drop off the grid like that. And, you know, she didn't confirm her pregnancy. like, you know, nothing. Um, although people, you know, knew what was happening or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the baby's name is Stormy. And, um, she posted a video highlighting moments throughout her pregnancy. It was about nine minutes. Um, you know, you saw pictures of her pregnant and her, you know, with the, her, um, boyfriend's, you know, family and with her family and scenes from like her baby shower and all that kind of stuff and people talking and it it was, you know, whatever. It started with, um, a picture of her mom, of her being born and her, with her mom, or whatever. Yeah. And so it was really sweet. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I actually didn't listen to it. I just, cause I was, again, at a party. So I just kind of like looked at the images. So it was like, it was really like sweet. It was about nine minutes long. And um, mm-hmm. I kind of like, again, like kind of gl- you know, went through it a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is very, you know, nice. Um, also, um, she posted this little paragraph. Um, I'm sorry for keeping you in the dark through all the assumptions. I understand you're used to me bringing you along with all my journeys. My pregnancy was one I chose not to do in front of the world. I knew for myself I needed to prepare for this role of a lifetime in the most positive, stress-free, and healthy way I knew how. There was no gotcha moment, no big paid reveal I had planned. I knew my baby would feel every stress and every emotion, so I chose to do this my way for my little life and our happiness." Pregnancy has been the most beautiful, empowering, and life-changing experience I've had in my entire life, and I'm actually going to miss it. I appreciate my friends and especially my family for helping me make this special moment as private as we could. My beautiful and healthy baby girl ride February 1st, and I just couldn't wait to share this blessing. I never felt love and happiness like this, and I could burst. Thank you for understanding. Um, and I honestly, like, you know, whatever... Um, thought that this was like a very nice Uh um, and like a nice response especially coming from this family that like lives every moment like they've had births and deliveries like I could see the baby coming out on television everything's lived um, on film for her to like you know at 20 to just like step away and be like this is a big deal I need to not do this in public so right. I thought, you know, that was very mature and, a, yeah, and wise. Yeah, I'm actually like
2: super impressed. Like, yeah, I can't, can't believe that um, that she made that choice. Like you said, mm-hmm. it seems it's so uncharacteristic, right? Um, for for her personally, and for just everyone that she's attached to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's super impressive, good for her. Mm-hmm. But why did she wait till Super Bowl Sunday? Because it seems like. I mean, I I mean, I guess if you want, if you're kind of wanting to keep it in that vein of like, it's sort of alongside something else, so it kind of, because I feel like it must
1: have been a little bit overshadowed. Well, that's the thing. If you were a person who didn't, it was kind of like for like, ladies and like teenagers, like. This overshadowed the Super Bowl. Oh right. Okay. So it was like it depends on like where you fall. Right. Your vantage point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like it was a like it kept coming up on like Instagram. Like that was everything. Like all over. Yeah, Instagram and stuff. So that was like the big news. So yeah. So it just depends on what generation, what your interests are. So that was like a big deal for a lot of people for the Super Bowl. So, that's Super Bowl Sunday. So, yeah. So, that was the viral thing, because that was kind of, like I said, for me, it kind of took over um, part of Super Bowl Sunday, so. Got it. So, yeah. And she just released the name, I think, a couple of days ago, or yesterday, or something like that, so. Very cool. Well, congratulations, Kylie. Congratulations to Kylie and Travis Scott, who is a rapper with an R&B name. Another one. Mm, there you go. I'm tired of them with that. We'll have a little, little shoot 'em up or a little something. <laughs> that little shoot 'em up. That little shoot 'em up. Whatever you so know cool. what I'm saying. Like I, oh I need you God. to have a rapper name, um, because yeah, great. again, I need to know who you are. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. Enough of that. Good job, Kylie. Okay. Good job, Kylie. Keep it quiet keep everything mm-hmm. quiet just yeah, don't tell just, us anything else let yeah, just stop just, yeah keep going stay with that <laughs> stay with that talk yes. to your family show them the virtues of keeping some things private mm. yeah okay so wait tell me everything I kind of okay. tease a little bit of this and I don't know if you've read it but um, so I only have one wait tell me everything because okay. this one is so just it's just a lot to unpack. So, to the point where, okay, so it's about Quincy Jones and his vulture interview. Okay,
2: I've seen headlines about it, but I haven't dug into it. So, yes, tell me everything.
1: Great. Okay, so you know how, you know, I have certain podcasts that I listen to religiously every <coughs> week. And after mm-hmm. a day like today, I needed to be distracted, but. Mm-hmm. I did not listen to one of my favorite podcasts that just cracks me up because they titled their um, episode Quincy Quotes or something like that. So I was like, I cannot be tainted by what they say. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, hold off a day before I can Mm -hmm. listen to, you know, my podcast, my other, my favorite podcast. So I'm just like, all right. So, no, as you know, I love the babies. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: give me a senior round about 75, 80, <laughs> and I am in heaven because the <sighs> things that come out of their mouth. You talk mm-hmm. about um, unable to can. Yeah, and the not caring yep. about what you think yeah. or your feelings. Like I've had my feelings hurt by an old person because they mm-hmm. don't care. They don't care what comes out of their mouth. So, mm-hmm. and they will tell you all the secrets and mm-hmm. just just all that. So yeah, they oh what they got to they interview. oh they oh. like, don't
2: care. They don't I've care anymore.
1: I'm in my so, life. Yeah. I've been careful for a long time. Yeah. So this interview with Quincy Jones was published a couple days ago i think just yesterday actually and to say the least 84 year old jones did not disappoint <laughs> um so he spilled a lot of tea oh, um, wow he had a lot of thoughts on music some of it went over my head but, you know because it was just very like you know heavy like technically but like mm-hmm. there are some things in there that were just like Ooh, okay, got that, yes, okay. And then I'm just gonna wrap it up with, like, a little sweet story that he shared in <laughs> after all of this, like, messiness. Okay, wow. Okay, so the very first thing is he talks about Michael Jackson. So, you know, like, he produced, like, Thriller mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, he worked with Michael Jackson for mm-hmm. most of his career. Um, and so straight out the gate, he first of all, he says a lot of times, like, oh i shouldn't be talking about this oh i shouldn't be talking about (laughs) this publicly (laughs) and then goes on and says it like miss bonita oh yeah oh you oh baby you didn't hear this from me but right but right so he did a whole lot of that during um the interview so it was hilarious so first of all his first claim was about michael jackson he claimed michael jackson stole a lot of stuff he stole songs Oh and... I
2: was like, wait, stole stuff? Oh, that's
1: <laughs> like like larceny? What are we talking about? <laughs> he stole songs. So oh my gosh. And he named up front like he stole Donna Summers State of Independence. Um and Jones had worked on Summers um record. Michael Jackson helped with some background vocals. Mm-hmm. Um but you know the songs riffs are very similar, just a little faster than Jackson's, but like he was like, The notes don't lie. It's so he basically Wow. Was like, he stole that song. And then he also said that he was Michael Jackson was greedy and Michael Machiavellian. Um oh. talked about his you know, his problems, you know, like growing up, like his dad, you know, called him ugly, self esteem problems, He's like but in the end his problem was fall So he was uh. like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So about being Machiavellian and greedy, he was like, There was a guy who wrote a section of Don't Stop Till You Get Enough and did some other like work on the album or whatever. And he was like, you know, what would have been customary was to give the guy ten percent of the song, but Michael uh-huh. refused to do that. He was like, he was just greedy and just wouldn't wow. do it. So yeah, so that was, you know, his little T on Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, okay. Who killed Kennedy? I was like, "How did this even come up?" So this was another one of those. He's like, "I shouldn't be talking about this publicly," but <laughs> he said, uh... "Oh, I cannot wait to hear this." Yeah. So this is actually something that's been brought up many times. Like a lot of consir- conspiracy theorists, like, have named this person okay. before and set it out, you know, whatever. But he like named this person. Um, it would that would be who killed Kitty? That would be Chicago mobster Sam Giacana. Okay. Um, he said that there is a, a connection between Frank Sinatra, and the Mafia, and Kennedy. Uh-huh. Um, and he talked about how Joe Kennedy was a very bad man. Right. Um, and he came of talked in how he worked with Frank Sinatra to get the connection with the mobsters uh, to get votes and to rig the Illinois election that helped okay. get Kennedy elected. So somehow this huh. uh, mobster, Chicago mobster, rigged the election but later ended up killing um Kennedy. Doesn't go into why, but he goes and he says that and then he's like, I shouldn't be talking about this publicly. Um <laughs> hilarious. Oh. Then he talked about Donald Trump. They mentioned Donald Trump, but he uh-huh. was like, um, you know, something you know, what's wrong? He was like, is Trump an uneducated rednecks? Um he was uh-huh. like Trump is telling them what they want to hear. He's like, I uh-huh. used to hang out with him. He's a crazy MFer. Okay. Limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. I can't stand him. So, Uh. (laughs) Okay, tell us how you really feel. Right. But then in the last little part of that, he dropped the thing that everybody else kind of in the uh, blogosphere, gossip world, have been kind of harped on. Then he goes, I used to date Ivanka, you know, and so the guy was like, "Sketch what?" And he goes on to tell the story about how what? Ivanka Trump worked on a Tommy Hilfiger campaign. You know, his daughter Kadata, you know, was a um, Tommy Hilfiger model, or whatever. He said that okay. Tommy Hilfiger called him up, was like, "Hey, you know, blah blah blah. I- Ivanka wants to have dinner with you." And so he was like, so it was Ivanka's idea. Mind you, he was probably like sixty at the time, in his sixties, and she was like in her twenties, oh. and that seems like right about his age um, that he likes. So good forty years.
2: Sure. And so
1: he um, talks to. He's like they dated for a while, like twelve years ago, and he's like, you know, she's a. He's like, sure, like she's a fine mf'er. And ah! they, uh, again, I tell you, he dropped so many in efforts. Like, I was like, potty mouth, potty what? mouth, Mr. Girl. Jones. Yeah. He's sir. 84. That's, he's like, what? S- sir. No, so, he's like, I don't, that, yeah. yeah. So he said that he's like talking about her legs and all that. And he's like, oh, yeah, the greatest legs I've ever seen. And I was like, okay, Mr. Calm down. So that was that. The that other... is crazy, crazy, right? So the other big one was about Marlon Brando and how him and Marlon Brando were lifelong friends, and they spent a lot of time uh-huh. in Tahiti. You know, like Marlon Brando spent a lot of time in Tahiti, uh-huh. um, and they um, would go, they would all go dancing, or whatever. And he talked about how he's the most charming mf. He was the most charming mf you ever met. <laughs> And then he said he'd F anything.
0: anything. Oh anything.
1: He'd oh. F a mailbox. And then he goes on oh. to name people that again, the blogosphere, as well as um blog as um gossip, the people in the gossip world could, you know, the names. He'd F a mailbox, period. James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> no way. Yes. So, you know, everyone knows that James Baldwin was homosexual.
2: Sure. Um, apparently
1: Richard Pryor was bisexual and he said as much in interviews that, mm-hmm. again, I, whatever. And, um, and Richard Pryor's widow came out um, and said that it was true um and basically you know that you know he admitted that he was bisexual in the past and she was like she said the same thing that Quincy Jones kind of said in a follow-up to this question was man we were doing a lot of drugs (laughs) like there are lots of cocaine and um Richard Pride's wife was like um Widow was like yeah there were so many drugs going on so much cocaine like you know, you'd probably, you would probably, you know, have sex with the radiator and send it flowers in the morning. Like, she's like, it was just the 70s and things, that's just what was going on. Like, it was just like, what? Um, a free-for-all. So, yeah. And so, Marvin Gaye as well. Oh, um, so, yeah. So, that was the big one that everyone, of course, because, you know, it's like, sex and, like, you know, whatever. So, it's like, it's one of the things that people are, are kind of like, Tony, um, not you, no, tuning you know in tuning into like in terms of the, what the things that he said um so yeah so that was it so he talked about music let's get on to like there's some other things he said but i'm uh, like, i'm still my, a, you have my to jaw is read. still on the floor from the last thing yeah, yeah you know, have, have to, to read anymore. the article because he oh, spills so word. much tea but those are just a few of the things just a few of the things that he said. Mm. So he just said so many things. Okay, so then he went on, he talked about music, and so uh, they asked him about what he thought about rock music, and I, this took me out I'm on the ground. He said rock ain't nothing but a white version of rhythm and blues. Okay. I was like, "Truth." And,
2: "Thank yeah. you, sir,
1: and you were very blunt." Um,
2: yeah.
1: well, that's a good definition, though. It I don't even
2: know that there's that many people in rock who would deny that, though. I feel like, it, I, I mean, there are, but I'm saying that there are. But there, yeah, but there's a a good amount of people who recognize that. Like, who that's not like, it's not mind blowing. It's definitely no, no, no. But still, yeah.
1: that was like, forget, well said, well like said, well say said. it. But yeah, yeah, very well um, said. His problems with modern rock, uh, modern pop music. He said it's a lack of formal musical knowledge on the part of musicians, and the fact that they just don't care. Like he's like they're uh-huh. just, you know, he's like there's just no like need, you know, to know about like the history or why things are done a certain way. And da da da. da. Um, he also talks about oh sorry, Drea, his uh-huh. first impressions of the Beatles. Wow. And he was like, they were the worst musicians in the world. <laughs> <laughs> wow! They were no playing MFers. Wow. Paul was the worst bass player I ever heard. Okay. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. And he goes on to tell us a story about how they were in like a session. And Ringo, they were trying to do something and Ringo kept messing it up. And so they had brought in some other um, people. Ringo left out for a while. They Uh had, you know, somebody come in and re, you know, to do the part or whatever. And Uh then they, you know, he comes back. Everyone comes back. They play it back. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds really good. And he's like, yeah, and that's because it ain't you. And so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.
1: So, yeah, so that was his little thing. Um, They asked him who's doing good work now. And he said Bruno Mars, Chance the Rapper, Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. uh, He mentioned Ed Sheeran. He likes Sam Mm -hmm. Smith. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he ain't saying no women, which I thought was interesting. But as a Mm -hmm. side note, and then he liked, as a producer, he likes Mark Ronson, who, you know, works with Bruno Mars and everybody. Everybody, so, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, sure. Okay. Um, but he had some, like, not-too-great things to say about rap and about, like, kind of technical things about the beat and the repetition. And, you know, but, yeah, whatever. But So that's what he kind of said. And, okay, so that's kind of the big kind of things about music that I kind of gleaned onto. Mm-hmm. And then he did tell the story about, he asked the guy, can I tell you about one of the greatest moments of my life? And the guy was like, sure. Because they were talking <laughs> about, yeah, they were talking about, like, his success mm-hmm. and, you know, how, like, you never you never do anything, kind of thinking about, like, how much money you're going to make or just because you put a lot of money mm-hmm. into something that's going to be successful. Like, he's like, that's not how you, you know, kind of do things or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were talking about, you know, his legacy, like, his work and that stuff. And so he brought up, you know, this thing. And he talked about how one of his greatest the greatest moments of his life was when they first celebrated Dr. King's birthday in D.C. And I guess that was in the 80s, right? Oh, um, I do not know. I think that's kind of all... I want to say it happened in the 80s. And Stevie Wonder was in charge and asked him to be the musical director. Okay. So he said after the performance, he went to a reception and three ladies came over to him. So he was like, it was... An older lady who had Sinatra at the Sands, which he arranged. Her mm-hmm. daughter had an album, his album, The Dude. And then that lady's daughter, so it was like a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. Mm-hmm. And then that lady's daughter had Thriller. And he was like, so three Mm. generations of women said those were their favorite records and that touched me so. So like three like Mm. big things for him. So I was like, okay, that's very sweet. That is super sweet. And that's also like very like, I could see how like if you were a musician or artist or anything you see like that legacy of like just like three you touching three generations, like that's really significant. So I thought Okay, that was like a very cool story and like a very nice thing. He also said, you know, some things about his mother and, um, you know, just like how he still thinks about his mother and yeah. So it was, it was a very long interview, very good. There are other things that he talks about again. So read it. Like it was. I will. It was a good read. It was a good read. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. I'm gonna have to pick that up. And so, yeah. Dig, so again,
2: very interesting. That's hilarious, though. Man, I'm still back on Marlon Brando. I, I
1: just, that is
2: a whole lot
1: to. Yeah, Marlon to, to Brando. Because the thing is, like, Marlon Brando was like he was very free with the pain because he had like. <laughs> Like like eleven kids or something by like several women. Like he just right, right. You know, was all over, all over the place with that thing. Uh. So um, yeah, like you said, he put it anywhere. He didn't care. So oh. um, yeah, like I know, I'm like Godfather because I don't really know oh, like no Brando. I have watched um Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. I'm trying to think of what was the other one. no Streetcar Named Desire. I have seen that, but I don't know like a whole lot of early Marlon Brando stuff. I only know like big. Mm, yeah, no, many. The Godfather. Yeah. Brando. Yeah. Know, pretty towards much. The end. Like, I don't really know. Yeah. Like, young, sexy. He
2: was like very hot. Oh, yeah. No, he's a very handsome man, but still, yeah. you know, you need to,
1: yeah. Keep that to exercise.
2: It. Yeah. Exercise some discipline. <laughs>
1: It's awesome. Discipline. Keep... Put that. Yeah. Put, Put that, that away. Put that up. Put that up. <laughs> Put
2: that up. Put that, up. Put
1: that away again.
2: All that exposure to all. Uh. Uh. Nasty. Yes. Mm. Man. All right. Mm. Well, Quincy Jones. Lord. He done told everybody's business.
1: Yeah, so somebody, you know, of course, TMZ like, asking people, stopping people, and they asked Oprah, because he mentioned Oprah, too, because he talked about Oprah running for president, he's like, why mm-hmm. would she? Um, right, yeah. That's and no, and, like, I think she wouldn't be good at it. No, you know, it's like all this kind of stuff, and so they asked her like what she thought, she's like, Quincy's my friend, I am not saying anything to you. <laughs> like, right. Go. Yes, no thank you. I
2: mean, has he not said enough? Like, let's just leave it <laughs> at that. Clearly, it's not like he held back. Like, just let it lie. Yeah, what he do you think about you?
1: what he said? He said what he said. He said and what he said. Let it let it lie. Just yeah, because there's just a lot of things. Like, there's things about, like, he kind of evaded the Bill Cosby thing, but he talked. Mm. they brought up the, you know, Harvey Weinstein. He mm. talks about racism. He talks about um, kind of, like, white allies and, like, how um i think i took that one i didn't don't have that but basically how um like you know he wasn't allowed into certain places in las vegas and the way that he got in was through frank sinatra Mm -hmm. like basically going Mm -hmm. hey like he's you know i have frank Frank, sammy davis jr like however Mm -hmm. you know the whole like way you know he was treated within that Mm -hmm. you know but still like hey he's with us like he's coming in And how he was, like, you know, if he goes to Ireland, like, you know, there's a lot of racism or whatever. And he was, like, you know, he stays at Bono, like, you know, always hasn't stayed with his house. He was, like, because, you know, it's kind of sheltered from, like, a lot of the different, you know, things you might go through in Ireland, whatever. So, he just talked about how, like, kind of, like, white people... Like like white allies and how like they can help mm-hmm. you. And he's like it's gonna you know be them talking to other white people, going, "Hey, do you want to be this person? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Is this, is this what is this what you believe? Do you want to be this person?" Right. you know kind of thing so it's you know, like I said, there's like a whole lot of stuff a lot of crazy stuff a lot of little mm-hmm. pearls of like wisdom and real talk sprinkled sure. in throughout because again with age and experience and he's yeah. lived a life like he has lived a life like he talked about you know all his 20 girlfriends around the world so mm-hmm. now at 84 so right. wow. can you imagine what it was like before? So uh, you know, he was like um, ludicrous. Do you know that song? Area codes. Um no. Oh well, the radio version is he got pros in different area codes, but you know the word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like Chrissy
1: Jones, is like. Area codes. Area
2: codes. Country codes. Country codes. <laughs> International <laughs> country codes.
1: International yeah, country codes. Like, you I gotta dial multiple area digits. Codes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 404. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I ain't got those. Yeah.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. Wow. Well, yeah, it sounds like any a uh, uh, good sit down
1: with an old person. <laughs> they just, <laughs> just
2: cover everything.
1: They do. I was like, oh, glorious. Um, glorious. glorious. So, yeah, that was fun for me. So, that's it. Like I said, I only had one way tell me everything. Hey, that was good, though. There was just so much. I was like, So much. I started reading. I was like, because I was going to talk about some other little stories. And I was like, Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Nope. This is it. I got to talk about the
2: <laughs> Man, Quincy Jones. Bringing it. Bringing
1: the shade and the tea and the. <laughs> Old mm-hmm. school gossip, man. That old school tea, yeah. Oh, That's deep. Yeah. All right. What's been going on with you?
2: With me? Um, nothing much. Tonight, I'm excited because I am going to be receiving my Girl Scout cookie order tonight. For our Ooh. mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, is bringing over the goods. So I've um been taking orders all week at work on behalf um, of them and like I do every year. Yes, yeah, so I recall me. doing that. I have not done that at all. Yes. Yeah, so put in one big order so she's dropping them off later on this evening. Um, so that'll be good. Bring the cookies to the office. And then um what else? Um oh, the other thing I wanted to share is that I am doing very well on my progress toward watching all the oscar movies Mm. um so i've last weekend i watched um what did i watch the shape of water Mm -hmm. i saw that too this week yes
1: i really enjoyed it okay i liked it i think i I liked it i saw a lot of like reviews saying like oh my god it was amazing I think I had higher expectations, but it was a little less. It was a little quieter, <laughs> um, than yeah, movie. So it was very good.
2: Yeah, no, I see, and that's the opposite. Like I, I had seen lots of ama- like, like you know, I kind of have the opposite reaction when people were like, "It's amazing, it's amazing." Like I was like, "Oh," as it like, what's all the hype about? Like are people, you know, like I kind of went in like apprehensive. Because okay. I was like, I, you know, I don't always trust when, like, everybody is super excited about something. Like, I tend to kind of, like, go the opposite. Like, oh, my And is, it depends is... on
1: who's saying it. Yeah. Because, like, if is. I look at you and I'm like, you don't know that about no movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't so... trust your opinion. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So, lots of people were gung-ho. Some that I trusted, some that I didn't. And so, I was sort of like, mm. I was so, I was going in, like, ready to be, maybe not like it. Um, and um, and yeah, so that, so I I I thought it was lovely. Like it was really beautiful. And Sally Hawkins, I think I haven't watched them all. I'm I've got five down and four more movies to go in terms of the Best Picture category. Okay. And I have a cu- couple of other ones that I want to catch that um, that catch some of the other categories. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, but, I'm only uh, four, I think.
2: Yeah, so I'm five for not five out of nine right now, right. and um. But from what I've seen, Sally Hawkins, I can't imagine her
1: not winning this. Like she's amazing. Yeah, because um, I was like, I saw the post, and like Meryl Streep was Meryl Streep. Like she was good, mm-hmm. but the movie was so boring to me.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, I'm the post. The post. Is on, I'm watching it this. The two that I want to watch this weekend are three billboards and posts.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to watch Three Billboards this weekend. Also, I almost went to go see it today while I was getting my car fixed, but I was like, nope, cuz they're going to finish early, which they did. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah. And okay. then the
2: other one I watched last week was Phantom Thread. Okay. Um, and I just it was Here's the thing. I don't enjoy the dynamic of a dysfunctional relationship both in real life and (laughs) and on the screen (laughs) so not
1: here for it
2: not here for it and so that and and because and see and this is another. this was i did the opposite with this one because i love daniel day lewis and because it was kind of not like a period piece in terms of like it was like a whole other like you know But it was definitely like a period piece in terms of like time and setting, you know, Um, I was so like, ready for it to be like this beautiful romance. And they're just these two desperately dysfunctional people who are like clinging to one another. And the whole time I was like, no, 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 honey, no. And you you're you're not you're not you're not nice. And this is you guys are not healthy for each other. You both. Need individual Therapists (laughs) I was like you guys need to work Through your issues individually And then maybe you'll be Good for somebody but not even necessarily For each other like I was so Bothered by their Dynamic That it was hard for me to enjoy it Now from a Cinematography perspective it's beautiful Like the costuming is Gorgeous you know he's A a dress designer and and, um, has, you know, has this like, it's like the house of, I forget what the name of his character is, but, you know, so it's all about, like, there's a good, good portion of it that's about him and his dressmaking
1: Okay. I feel so out of the loop that I don't even know this movie. Like this would not be a thing if I was in LA. I don't know this movie. I was like, is this like a Star Wars movie? Like I like saw Phantom <laughs> Thread, and I was like, is a, this is a Star Wars movie? Like what is
2: this? So <laughs>
1: Phantom Thread, another <laughs> Star Wars episode. <laughs> yes, and I was like, what? <laughs> did they shorten the title? I was so confused. Oh, I I don't want to (laughs) watch that. You know, I don't want to see again. Like, I'm not into the superhero movies, but except when you watch them, you like them. The ones that when I watch them, I really enjoy them. But I just cannot commit to. Oh
2: my goodness! A franchise. (laughs) This this is not a Star
1: Wars movie. That is so funny. Okay, thank you. You're the talking about I was like, oh something i would enjoy watching yeah and i sound like star wars (laughs) no it is not there is nary a space battle (laughs) thank god okay that will be added to my list as well this weekend then so three bill billboards and phantom thread phantom thread so
2: so that was my only issue with it because it was beautiful like it was beautifully written um this this, again the cinematography was gorgeous the setting the costuming again because it was it's so much about or there's you know the so much about this the background is his dressmaking there's all this beautiful Mm -hmm. beautiful uh costume design that's done really well um so I would see I would really like this (laughs) you would I mean like I said from a film perspective it's it's a wonderful film I totally understand the Oscar nomination I love Daniel Day Lewis. He did a great job. Um, you, he's all as always, like just he is his character. You believe that he is this man. Like it's perfect. Um, but um, just like I said, I just couldn't. I was so distracted by their their dynamic that it just made me like anxious. Um, so I didn't enjoy it because I just you know I couldn't get past that. But it was very good. So. So yeah, so I'm plugging along and I plan to have another two, at least another two, maybe three this weekend, see how I'm feeling in terms of energy level and gusto. Um, and then um and then I'll only have um one or two more to go. Okay. In yeah in terms I, of best picture. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I wanna see Dunkirk. Oh Dunkirk is good.
1: See, I've heard not too great things about it. Oh. And people keep referring to a movie that's horrible that was nominated. And some people say, like, I've heard some people refer to Dunkirk and I heard some people refer to Lady Bird. So I don't know which... I was like, I don't know. It's like a war movie, right?
2: Oh, yeah. It's a big war... It's a huge war movie. And so Here's the thing. I don't like war movies. Like, I typically don't enjoy them at all dunkirk was so good like it was super intense um it's super intense like it's intense from go like the whole time (laughs) you're like oh but it's really good I, i really liked it and i don't like war movies
1: okay well i don't mind war movies it just depends okay so my week okay again today was crazy took a Mm -hmm. definite turn um with my car i hit a someone said i posted it was not the pothole that i ran over because i do not make a habit of going out into the middle of the street to take pictures
2: (laughs) (laughs) right i was like why does it first of all i saw your post on facebook and then i saw some of the comments and i was like do these people know who they are talking to? Kristen did not get out of her car and take a picture of the pothole.
1: Come on now. <laughs> no, but I do know how to Google, so I went on Google <laughs> and exactly. I found a picture that was an accurate representation of yes. the pothole, or someone referred to crater. Yes, that yes, I crater. hit. It was like kind of flesh to the ground. Couldn't see it. I literally couldn't see it until. I was, like, about to hit it. And I was, like... And I go up and down this road every day, pretty much. And so... mean a few times a week. Well, a lot. Let's just say a lot. And so it's a rough road. Campbellton Road... Got my eyes on you. Like, Campbellton Road is so (laughs) horrible. I'm watching Campbellton Road. That uh, the fella has, like... Talks about it so much. And how much (laughs) he hates this road... And someone needs to do something about this road. It's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. It's so bad. To the point where I was like, I'm tired of hearing about you, railing (laughs) on about (laughs) Camelden Road. Why don't you contact your councilman? Which he did. He like wrote a
2: letter. I love it. Yes.
1: Yes. And so I was like, I am no longer Leslie Nope, but I encourage other people be, be Leslie, Leslie
2: Le- Nope.
1: And so it's horrible. So it got me. So like when I later told him, like what have he's like, That darn Campbell didn't roll. I was like, right? It? It's the worst. So yeah, it still hasn't gotten better. So maybe we need to write some more letters. I yeah. Need to write a letter.
2: You need to you need to write a letter. And actually they're supposed to be oh, I don't know about Georgia, but in California when something like that happens you can submit. There's a way to submit to the um, to the state for damage that's done to your vehicle from road stuff like that.
1: Oh god! Like if yeah. you like,
2: yeah, you need to look into that because potholes. But the thing were... is,
1: I didn't take a picture. <clears throat>
2: no, but you know where it happened.
1: That's true. Okay. You,
2: I mean, you just need to say you know what the intersection, you know what the street, and between which two streets.
1: Okay, I do have evidence that you know the truck, the tow truck came and picked me up, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, uh huh. So yeah, I'm gonna look into that. But knowing that this is Georgia, probably not a thing here. I don't know, red state. Red state. Um, but yeah, so that was quite the adventure. Again, another day of me having plans, and everyone going nope. Mm -hmm. So that was that. Um. Oh, I haven't meaning to tell you about this thing when, I, when it happened, but I think I got, dis- uh, I think I was going to the doctor. I think that happened, no, no, because it was, no, because it was raining when I went to the doctor, so that wasn't it. So it was another day this week, I was going somewhere, and I ha- I couldn't, like, stop, and so, <laughs> I think I had a meeting or something, it was the reason why I did not stop. Well, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to stop anyway because it had nothing to do with me, but, like, I didn't call or, like, do it. Oh, I was on the phone with the doctor. That's what it was. It's like, I know the doctor was involved. I was <laughs> on the phone with the doctor. So I'm driving down this highway, Langford Parkway, on my way to work. I'm on with my doctor, its office. And I see a car, like, kind of stop off on the side of the road, which is kind of weird because this is, like, a two-lane highway. And mm-hmm. it's like, it was like an SUV and they weren't like completely off to the shoulder. Like I had to like, look to the side, get over a little bit to make sure I didn't hit it. Cause the lady got out, opened the door and got out the car. And I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm not trying to hit nobody. You know, I'm on the phone. and da-da-da-da. So I was like, all right, don't no feel great. So I'm passing by, I'm looking in my rear view. I see this woman get out the car, open the passenger, the back door, no, the, the driver back door, drag a man out of her car, and, like, she's, like, trying to get him out of her car. And I was like, I don't what? know. What? What is that? I was like, what is happening? What? What? what in the world are you and the nurse is like, What? What's that? I was like, No, no, I
2: was like, Oh what is happening? I know. I love that you're on the phone. They're like, What is wrong, ma'am? Do
1: we need to call the police? And I was like, I can't. What is happening? What's happening? So Oh my gosh. I don't know what ended up happening. It wasn't a part where I felt that she was in danger. I felt that the other person was in danger. So, did she she get him successfully out? Were you able to see, or
2: did you just see the beginning of it? No, no, she
1: got him out the car.
2: And then, like, got back in
1: herself? That I did not see. Oh, my word. But I did see that she got him, like, out of the car and was, like, trying. Like, it looked like she was trying to push him into traffic. Oh, oh. So, that's what I was saying. I was like, it doesn't seem like he was, because she was in the driver's seat. Sure, and so I don't know if it was like a teenager or like what was going on because she seemed pretty young herself. So I don't know what was going on. Okay, this is another time where I was like, "Ma'am, you need to know like what's going on in your community, and you should call the police." But I was like, "Okay, (laughs) oh my goodness, I just prayed all." I'm like, "What did he say?" (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, that's what it looked like. It looked like there was a he said some smart and she's like, "Oh no, you get out my car." Like, mm-hmm. "I told right you right now. Next time you
2: got some smart response." Yeah, and so and you you know, you don't think fat means greasy.
1: <laughs> Girl, she said not today. So, oh, that so was... you want to test me? Watch.
2: I'm going to kick you out this car. Insane
1: absolutely oh, insane oh my gosh yeah that is wild i was like atlanta you never cease to to amazing i thought i saw some crazy stuff in la but i see some crazy stuff here yeah y'all got it over us for real oh my gosh and the the tow truck guy who like i was like okay i guess you're like he seemed like a very sweet guy but he had like tattoos all over his face and i was like he had like a cross Mm. on his face i want to say he had a teardrop, and i was like i don't know if i should get in the car with you but he was very congenial like nice or whatever (laughs) and my car got stopped in like a i was like in a weird place when i pulled over it wasn't like the best area but it's an area that i'm familiar with
0: Mm-hmm. and so
1: like someone actually came over to help me and I was like no I don't have a spare yes I'm aware that I should have a spare um oh, thank you I for love that they- <laughs> I love that you were reprimanded no he was he didn't reprimand me but okay. he was just like he just came over and asked me some questions like some guy like as soon as I pulled in like some guy motioned to another guy I was like hey look problem lady distressed <laughs> And he, I can see this man like the longest walk over to me and I was like oh god Um. and so he goes and like beats on my trunk and I was like no sir he's like your trunk does I was like this okay can I tell you (laughs) can I even begin to tell you all the things wrong with me in my car (laughs) the laundry list of things that are wrong and I was like and he was like trying to like he's like if you press he's like do you have like a release button can you press I was like sir he's like it doesn't open I was like it doesn't open with the release but that doesn't open the truck and he's like oh okay and he just kind of like walked away I was like I was like I called AAA like they're coming he's like oh okay you're okay I'm like I'm good thank you so much for Trying to help me, but oh, well, you know, I'm unsavable. Ch- chivalry, chivalry is not dead. That's what I was like. I'm unsavable. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> I'm the part of the problem. I'm, I'm the problem. I am Here, the problem. I am the problem. Chivalry is not uh, dead, but that's clearly, crazy. I can't be saved. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am beyond help. I am beyond help. Oh, oh, good yeah, lord. But, yeah, so. Yeah, wow. I went to my little... I've become so familiar with the people at the auto place. Oh, yeah, they know you. They do the same little... Um, you need to sign up for whatever kind of little frequent lo- loyalty card program they got going. Oh, my God. They sent me some coupons, but, of course, the little coupon book was here at home. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anything for tires, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but other stuff. But, yeah... Mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah they're all Man, I'll say this one. I need to get an alignment oh for no sure. they have buy three get one free I again I just bought all new tires so that's ah, I yeah. know that was the thing but the thing is like I had bought one before because it really needed it. I bought like one like a couple of, a few months before I bought like the other three because it just like really really needed it uh-huh. and oh I need to wrap this story up. Um, It was not under warranty or whatever, so I was just Uh like, and I was thinking, like, the warranty, you know, like, it excludes this kind of thing, but if you're going to say, he's like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cover this. And I was like, you know, you don't have, this tire isn't covered. And I was like, right, because this is the tire I got done before. Right. And I was like, what? just the least amount of money. Oh that it will take to get this fixed. That's the service that I want. That's the service (laughs) that I want. That's the one. No bells, no whistles, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Just no extra no no precautionary. None of that. I just the precautionary Mm -hmm. is I'm getting this tire so that I don't kill myself. Right. So that's it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. so that that was that. So Mm -hmm. all right, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know,
2: tomorrow's Friday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yippee! Yay. <laughs> Girl, I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. oh man!
2: Shoot. Well, um, at least it's all you know,
1: taken care of. Yep, yeah. yeah, that's the. Mm-hmm. Sure. There you go. There it is. I'm gonna go eat a donut right now. Aren't
2: you not supposed to be having
1: donuts? No. I can have a part of one.
0: Uh,
1: no, I can. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking, but no, I can, because I can.
2: Wow. Okay. I don't know what that's how that <laughs> it's works,
1: a really, okay. Go, go, stop. We're done. We're done. No more.
2: We're done. Oh, man. All right. Uh-huh. I guess I'll talk to you later. Or not. Or not. <laughs> or or you're d- done, young lady.
1: Or you'll just avoid me. That's
2: always fun, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. wait tell me everything is written and produced by Kristen and andrea find us on Pocket Cast, google play overcast and apple podcast please subscribe rate review help us get the word out you can also like us on our facebook page and if you have questions feedback or something you'd like us to tackle email us at wait tell me everything at female.com